Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there. I hope you are having an amazing day. And welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about why gut feelings are so important and how we teach our kids to not trust it. It's so bizarre to me that we inadvertently teach our kids to not trust their gut feelings. We shut down their gut instinct and we do it in many ways all the time. I'm going to talk about what that is and what we should do instead. So first I want to talk about why gut instincts are so important. Our bodies are picking up on all sorts of things without it being on our conscious awareness. So a lot of times we're picking up sounds and visual input that we're not consciously aware of. And a lot of that feeds into our gut instinct because our body gets it, our body sees it, but sometimes our brain doesn't. So how many times have you seen something or you've been staring at something and you miss it completely, but your eyes have registered it. And then you go back and you're like, oh, wait, I saw that. A lot of times that's happening. And sometimes we're seeing things that are not okay and we're not registering it. So I think it's really good when parents sit down and I have, <laughs> I haven't even done this with my kids, but I'm going to, I even tried this morning, but then my son, I don't even know why he is so random. So he wanted to talk about, it was so weird. He was like, you know, mom, there was a guy yesterday and he, he, he needed money for gas and he came up to us and he was looking for money for gas. And, you know, I don't know, you know, dad didn't give him any money for gas. And do you think that he actually got home? So we had this whole conversation about how some people need money, but some people need money for drugs. And we went on this whole thing and it was a very weird, long convoluted conversation about drugs all of a sudden. And then I was like, I want to talk about gut instincts <laughs> because I knew I was doing this podcast today and I wanted to talk about it. And it was, he was like, I still want to talk more about drugs. So I need to sit down with my kids and talk to them about what gut instincts are. Because I think it, even if you just have one conversation about, hey, there's this thing called gut instincts. Sometimes, you know, you just have this gut feeling like something is not right or a choice is bad. And sometimes you need to trust your gut instincts. I want to have a conversation with my kids. And I feel like you should too, because one conversation about gut instincts can save your kids' lives. Now, if you haven't heard my other episodes on child safety, you should, because it would definitely complement this episode. But my very first episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast was about stranger danger and teaching your kids beyond stranger danger. That's a really important episode. And I actually have this huge article, which I'll leave in the show notes on that topic. And I also did an episode on teaching kids body safety, which I think is very important too. And a lot of parents think, hey, it can't happen to my kid until it does. And not to be like Debbie Downer, but why not teach your kids about all of these things? It can't hurt. So that was episode five. So if you haven't checked those out, please go back and check those out. So let's talk about why our gut instinct is so important. For starters, kids are often in situations that are dangerous or, you know, are boundary pushing, especially as they get older, you know, with their peers, they're in situations that aren't always the best. And if they learn to not trust their gut instinct, they're going to look at their peers as a gauge of whether 
things are okay or not. And if everybody else isn't reacting, then they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm having this weird feeling like, you know, we shouldn't do this or like the situation is dangerous, but everybody else seems fine. So I'm going to just ignore this feeling and I'm going to go along with them. We don't want that. We want our kid to be the one kid that is like, you know what, guys, I don't think this is a good idea and you guys can go ahead and do it, but I'm out of here. We want that to be our kid. Don't we all? And we really can't necessarily predict whether that's going to be our child or not, but we can help stack the deck in our favor by teaching them like what a gut instinct will feel like. You know, if you're doing something and you have this weird knot in your stomach and something is telling you it's not right, you should trust it. So we inadvertently teach our kids not to do that. And I'm going to go into how we do that and how we should maybe not do what I'm going to talk about so that that doesn't happen. I do want to give you two examples of when I didn't trust my gut and one when I did. So the first story a long, long time ago in a place very, very far away, when I was like a teenager, I worked at a nightclub for a week in New York city. And, um, the night that I worked, well, one of the nights I only worked there a few nights, but one of the nights a, a fight broke out and people started to shoot each other. It was scary and horrific. And so, you know, I heard the gunshots and I started to run and I, there was like a back stairwell. And so I run down the back stairwell and the manager is kind of taking all the employees and he's putting them in this back room, this really narrow back room. And there, at that point, there was a choice to go out the back door. The exit was right there. Or the manager was kind of shooing all of the employees into this back room. I don't know why, but like a sheep that was being herded, I just went with all of the other employees to this back room instead of just going to the exit that was right there. So I've played this back in my head. I mean, luckily, you know, spoil alert, nothing happened. (laughs) It was scary. And I sat in the back room and, you know, the manager was like a douche and he like took the bartender and the cocktail waitresses and he locked them up in a special like safe area. And then us like lowly staff sat there in the back room, totally vulnerable to these gunmen who were still roaming around the club. And I was even in a more peculiar position because everybody was hugging the walls and I was right parallel to the door. So anybody wanted to like kick in the door and then shoot, they were going to get me. And I was sitting there thinking that at the time, you know, my little 19 year old self was like, I don't think I'm in the best spot. If somebody shoots through the door, they're actually going to shoot. They're going to shoot me. (laughs) So I'm having these thoughts. And really at that moment, I probably should have gotten up and like gotten out of the building. That probably would have been safer or better yet. I should have trust my gut instinct as I was flying down the stairwell and left the building like the rest of the crowd was. But instead I like was like a sheep and I just followed what the manager said. So stupid and could have been life altering, but luckily I didn't get hurt. Now, the second story is when I did trust my gut, a wiser, older self five years ago. Well, it wasn't five years ago. It was probably like four years ago. I was driving in to my subdivision and my subdivision is, um, it's very suburban So there's not a lot of traffic in my subdivision and it's a suburban area. 
so I'm driving with my son and my daughter in the car and this guy is flagging me down, which is really weird. We live in Arizona. There's like nobody out in the summer. It's really hot. (laughs) We don't see human beings. It's like 120 here. So he's flagging me down and I'm looking around and I'm like, what is he doing? And I'm, I'm, I'm too nice. I'm actually working on that. I'm trying to get meaner because I feel like sometimes I could be taken advantage of, but not anymore. So I roll down my window and he's like, my car broke down. Can you help me? And I'm listening to him, but my gut instinct is screaming, roll up your window and drive away. And I'm like arguing with my, my subconscious, like, oh my gosh, you're so rude. Like he needs help. Stop being judgy and help him. And then my gut instinct is like, what are you doing? I said, roll up the window and get out of here. Yeah. I talked to myself. We already established that if you listen to any of my episodes. So I was rude. I was like, okay, I got to go. I'm sorry. I know I got to go. And he's like, no, 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 just help me. Just help me. And I'm like, I'll call for help, but I got to go. And then I, I got out of there. And then as I'm driving away, I'm like, oh my gosh, why was I so rude? Like, what is my problem? I'm so paranoid. But then all of the input that I was getting from that scene started to hit my conscious awareness. And I realized why my gut instinct was screaming at me and telling me to get out of there. There were like a lot of things that didn't make sense with what was going on in that moment. For starters, his car, which I wasn't really registering as I was talking to him, but obviously my subconscious was, was parked in a very precarious way. So there was a gravel road that was, they were still building some of the houses in the subdivision. And so it was really a construction road and it was one way. There was no way out of that road. And his car was parked, backed into that road. And so it didn't make sense why his car was backed in that way. And it was being partially concealed. But as I stared at his car in the distance, and what didn't register until I drove away was the second pair of feet that I was seeing by the car. And there was someone waiting there, another guy waiting there. It just all felt very fishy. And did not feel safe. And so I trust my gut instinct. More likely than not, they really were up to no good. And I avoided exposing my kids to maybe a scary situation. So you want to trust your gut. And we want our kids to trust their gut too, because there's so many stories like that. And there's so many kids that come into my practice who will tell me, you know, they'll be in my practice because of some sort of trauma or some sort of situation they, they have been in. And they'll tell me more often than not, you know, I felt like something wasn't right, but I did it anyway, or I didn't get help, or I just thought maybe I was being paranoid. We don't want our kids to not listen to that internal voice in their head. So up next, I'm going to talk to you about how we train our kids to not trust their gut and what we should do instead. Stay tuned. That's what's up next. You're listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more parenting support, check out Natasha's parenting e-courses on a variety of topics. Each parenting e-course includes a series of teaching videos that can be watched at your own pace. For more information, visit anxioustoddlers.com forward slash parenting hyphen videos. Welcome back. So how many times do we make our kids hug people they don't like? You know, how many family events or situations where we are like, go give them a hug and your child's like, no, maybe they're introverted. Maybe they don't feel 
like giving that person a hug, but maybe they're feeling something in their gut that tells them, I don't really want to give this person a hug. And so we need to start to respect that and not force our kids to give people hugs that they don't want to hug. Another thing is we tell them to to listen to all adults equally. And that's not a really good message to send our kids because some adults are not safe, unfortunately. So we don't want to give them this blanket belief that if it's an adult talking to you, you need to be respectful and to always listen. And I do talk a lot about how to keep kids safe in episode one with Beyond Stranger Danger. And that's definitely, I'm not going to go into that today because I want to talk more just about gut feelings, but there's a lot of good tips in there as far as developing code words and teaching kids how to get out of tricky situations that could be dangerous so that they know how to handle situations once their gut instinct is telling them to get out of somewhere. So another thing that we do that tells kids to ignore their gut instinct is we tell them that we're going to keep them safe. And so we're almost discounting if they are having a feeling or sensation that is not aligned with mine and they're feeling like something is not okay, but I'm acting like it's fine, then they're not going to necessarily tell me because they're like, Hey, you know, my mom, she looks okay. And she thinks things are fine. And so we want to tell kids that, you know, if they see something that's not okay, and even if we're with them, that they should come and tell us because they're a human being too. And they might pick up on things that maybe we're missing. And when our kids do do that and they come up to us and say, you know, that guy over there, he's making me uncomfortable. How often, and maybe you don't do this, but some parents do, you know, how often do we dismiss that? And we're like, you're fine. Just stay next to me. You don't want to do that. You want to, what was it about that guy that made you feel uncomfortable? Just last night, it was the 4th of July and we went to a festival and my husband went to the bathroom and then he came back and he was like, he was acting weird. He was like just standing there staring out. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, there's a guy over there and he's acting really weird and I'm just watching him. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like you just get this weird feeling about somebody or something or a situation and you can sense it. One time, a long time ago, this is back in my New York city days when I was really young. Um, I walked into the gap and, and like instantly when I walked in, it was a weird feeling and I didn't know what it was, but the store seemed eerily quiet and everybody was just staring. And I was like, something bad is happening or something good is happening, but something weird is happening. And then I looked up and at the cash register, there was Julia Roberts and she was just standing there buying something at the gap. So bizarre. And everybody in the store was just staring at her. And my point of the story is like, I picked that up the minute, like literally the minute I walked in there, I was like, something's off because it was way too quiet. So that was like a good thing, not a scary thing, but it just shows you how things get registered really quickly. Even if consciously you're not knowing what's going on. So we want our kids to realize that as well. So we don't want to discount what they say, and we want to talk to them about what a gut instinct is and how they can trust it. And you also want to let them know, hey, you know what? Sometimes your friends won't pick up on things that you can. And so you want to like plant the seeds that they might have some abilities that maybe their, their friends or peers don't. So if you feel like something is not okay, 
but everybody else is acting like it is. Even maybe your teacher or maybe even friend's mom or your friend's dad. You still want to trust your gut instinct because sometimes your gut instinct is seeing something that other people aren't seeing. One way to really hone in your child's abilities to trust their gut instinct is to do people watching with them. Get them used to assessing their situation. So many times kids are on autopilot. You know, they're like plugged in, they've got their phone or they've got, you know, some sort of electronic or they're in their head and they're, they're just robotic and they're, they're following you or they're, they're just going through the motions. But how, how often are they truly aware of their environment? And so I feel like we have to kind of train our kids to be a little bit more aware of what's going on around them, especially nowadays, more so than like when we were kids. Well, I don't know when you were a kid, but when I was a kid, like we were aware because I didn't have a cell phone in my pocket. They didn't have cell phones. So one way that you can sharpen your child's skills with, you know, having an awareness is you can play people watching games. And so you can see a situation, you know, just sit on a bench or go to the mall. This is going to totally sound creepy, by the way. (laughs) So whatever, but it's good. Go and sit on a bench somewhere or go to the airport. If you live near the airport, that's the best. You know, my favorite thing to do, not that I ever do this, but my favorite thing to do is to go to the arrivals and sit there and watch people greet each other. And then I normally like, I'll make up stories in my head of like what's going on and who, what their relationship is. I know that sounds really weird, but for a while, my husband and I had a long distance relationship and he had to fly in like every weekend for like two years. It was horrible. And so I sat in arrivals like every weekend. So my story sounds now less creepy than it did before. So I was there for a reason. I was waiting for somebody. I didn't just go to the airport, but that's a great place to people watch. And you can make up stories in your head. And that, that is a fun thing for you to do with your child at a restaurant or anywhere, because what you're doing is teaching them to be aware of who is around them and what's making them think that person is sad or what's making them think that person is angry or what's that interaction about? What are they thinking? What are they picking up on through the body language and from what is going on or from what they're, what they're hearing in the conversation? Those are some skills that a lot of kids don't have. And if they did have it, they would be so much safer and they'd have a better gut instinct things to try. And one of my favorite books that I think is amazing and really good if you have a teenager is Protecting the Gift, Keeping Children and Teenagers Safe by Gavin D. Becker. He also, um, I think his first book is called The Gift. And I think he might have like a new rendition of The Gift. That is an amazing book. Those are my two favorite books on this topic. Well, it's probably like the only books on this topic. (laughs) So I don't know if it could be my favorite, but I really, really like those books. So I will leave a link in the show notes if you don't know what I'm talking about. But Protecting the Gift, Keeping Children and Teenagers Safe is a great one for parents to read or listen to. I think I actually listened to it on an audiobook because he goes into all of this in obviously much more detailed and it's, it's an interesting topic because I think it's one of those things that we often don't do and we don't even think about with our kids, but yet it's such a simple thing to do that can make a huge difference in our kids' lives. So along with teaching them skills on, you know, how to do mathematics and how to do English and how to be a good person, teach them 
about their gut instinct. Coming up next week, we are going to be talking about child OCD is not just about germs. I'm going to be talking about signs and symptoms of OCD. And even if your child doesn't have OCD, but they have anxiety, it's something that every parent should understand. So if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. And that way you won't miss my next podcast. And if you're liking this podcast, don't forget to leave a review. I love to see reviews. It gets me very excited. So I hope you're having an amazing day. And until next time, I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.